Hi friends, I'm Bronwyn Beth, and welcome back to The Misfit Musician, the podcast where music and mental health meet. Hello, hello, how are you guys all doing? I'm sorry again that this is going out late on Monday, but better late than never. And I'm just trying my best over here, so thanks for bearing with me. As I promised, I will give you a self-care tip at the end of this episode, so stick around for that. I'm so excited about this week's episode. So I had the privilege of speaking with Kimberly Meehan. She helps people by providing integrative mental health services and psychiatry, which is so needed, and she has so many good things to share. We talked about boundaries this week, which you can use different word for. You can use, you know, putting yourself first or protecting your energy or, um, you know, creating your own space, honoring yourself, whatever works for you. And she has so many tips. I've already put some of them into practice for myself because, I personally struggle with boundaries and maintaining time for myself as life gets busy. I think that there's so much to learn from what she shares, and she also talks a little bit about burnout, which I think is really helpful for musicians as well. This episode is so good, and I really hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. I'm so excited to be able to share this with you guys and I'm so thankful for Kimberly's time and speaking with me. So Kim, welcome to The Misfit Musician and thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk today. Yeah, and so you live in New York City, and you're a nurse practitioner, um, and you do like integrative mental health work and psychiatry. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, um, yeah, based out of New York City. I'm in my own. I have my own private practice, and while part of my work as a psychiatric nurse practitioner is you know, and, and understanding the medical side and medication side of, of mental health, my own personal goal. And I guess beliefs around treatment is that it's treating the whole person. And so really looking at what other factors contribute to your mood and your emotions. So whether that's, you know, things that you're doing outside, you know, um, whether it's movement or exercise or nourishment or your passions, um, and really how all of those then impact how you're feeling. So I've, I really try to scope out and look at the whole picture of what might contribute to how you're feeling. That's so great. And I feel like that's really important, especially because like there's a place for medication, there's a place for like holistic side of things. And yeah, I think that's really good that you're able to offer that to people. Yeah. And I really think from an emotional mental health perspective that it's not like not just one thing that will help you feel less anxious or feel less depressed. It's the combined effect of, you know, sure medication has a small role in it, but it's, what are you doing outside of that? What self-care are you doing? What boundaries are you setting? What passions are you trying to explore or enjoy again? And I think so much of it 
um, well, when you're in those emotional states, it can be really hard to touch on those things, but it also speaks to the importance of, um, yeah, of trying different things. Yeah, exactly. And um, speaking of boundaries, that's what we're talking about today. Um, and so I think just so we're all on the same page, like, how do you describe, like, what do you call a boundary? And what does it mean to, to set a boundary? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. It was something that wasn't even clear to me as a provider or clinician until recently, because I think the words kind of thrown around. So what I've understood a boundary is what basically like it's a limit that you set for what you will and will not tolerate for somebody else. If we're looking at it from like a boundary within a relationship, but ultimately at the root of it is a boundary protects yourself for what your needs are and ways to honor, um, yeah, honor and prioritize your own needs so that you can show up in the ways that you want to, whether it's in a relationship or in work. And so I like to think of a boundary, like a good analogy often is like creating like a fence around your yard, right? Like that fence keeps certain things out, but then you have the choice to open the gate and let certain things in. And so it's really thinking about what, what are your own personal boundaries that are needed to keep you energized and keep you, um, keep you feeling grounded to yourself. I love that analogy. That's a really cool way to think about yeah, it. Yeah, because I know the word can be pretty elusive. And I think it goes to say that boundaries can be so many different things. So a boundary could be something legitimately that's physical where it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, um, separate myself from this person or from this thing. But it also can be, you know, a limit of like, okay, I'm turning off my phone at this time of the night. Um so a boundary can be so many different things. And I think it's more of like how you view these aspects in your life more than anything else, like the mindset around them. Yeah. I think sometimes the word boundary feels so uh, maybe like defensive or kind of rude or something. Yeah. 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 I, agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish we could come up with like a more subtle word for it because I definitely agree it gets a bit of a bad a bad rep with it yeah I think uh recently I heard someone describe it as like protecting your energy or like yourself yes. in some way and that that really helped me because when I think about for myself when I think about like setting a boundary I might I feel like sometimes that word doesn't work for me as much sticking with it as if I think about like protecting myself yeah, and yeah. It, that's exactly what I'm saying too with like a mindset shift, right? Is that if boundary doesn't resonate with you, which I don't think it resonates with a lot of people just by nature, as you're saying, it's a pretty harsh word versus, okay, I'm doing this to honor and respect myself. I'm doing this to preserve my energy. Like that feels a lot more self-compassionate than, oh, I'm going to set a boundary. Um, so I love that. I think that's something we could put out in the world a little bit more of really like how just reframing a word can have it feel more applicable or have it feel more, um, I guess, unique to you. Yeah, that's so great. Why are boundaries so important? Like if we don't set boundaries, how does that impact our life? Yeah. So I think I, in this, I think uh, a good understanding of it has really been the last couple of years with the pandemic where like all of the boundaries that we didn't know we had maybe set or put in place were removed by the fact of our lives changing so much the last few years. Um, and I 
think, and I'm just using that because it's a recent analogy I've seen with a lot of people, but really seeing that when boundaries are not in place, we see so much more burnout. We see a loss of interest in like things that used to feel exciting and they're not exciting anymore. Um, We see that boundaries help with maintaining relationships and to your point I know I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later but like how to set boundaries and not feel mean and not feel like you know not feel like you're a bad person for doing it um but really seeing that the boundaries help you to interact with people and interact with the world in a way that you can show up as your best self and can show up in the ways that you want to show up and like when the right boundaries are there it creates an environment that feels safe. And I think that's maybe an important word in talking about boundaries and that they're they're protecting your energy, but they're also creating it to be a space that feels safe to um, interact with others really. So yeah, but I think I think we see where boundaries are important when they're not, you know, kind of on the flip side of things where we right. see the consequences of it. Um, and that's something that like, a good question to keep in mind is like, okay, well, how do I know where I need to set a boundary? And I flip it to say, like, think about the things that you feel burnt out and think of the things that you feel like drain your energy or the social situations you leave. And you're just like, that was really hard. Or I feel really resentful about I'm resenting this person, or I'm feeling really guilty about this situation. Um, those are all signs that that's a good place to put a boundary. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that because like when you start working with people, I think, um, a lot of times people don't recognize burnout as needing to put boundaries in place or something like that. But I feel, I feel like sometimes burnout can feel so complete that, uh, addressing or identifying where the boundary needs to be set can seem a little bit tricky. Yeah, you're right. And I think to your point, the burnout, once you realize you're burnt out, you're already way past that <laughs> point, right? Like you, the, the early signs are gone. So that is something that, you know, in my work with clients, I help to identify or like, well, what are the early signs of burnout? What are the signs that you're getting to that point? Um, and then I think going back to your question of like, well, once you're that far into burnout, like how do you... Um, get out of it would it be helpful to talk about maybe some of those signs of burnout or is yeah I think that sounds great yeah yeah Yeah, I think I mean it's different for everybody and for every situation you're in but I do think the common things we see are just feeling really drained and feeling really like you've just finished or like dreadful right like it's like oh I dread going to this practice or I dread going to this um, concert. I'm using these analogies, knowing who your, who your audience is, but, um, (laughs) but really just feeling like not as inspired as you might've been at the beginning and then feeling, um, yeah, like feeling like it's harder to bounce back from those things. And so I think tuning into like, what are the things that feel draining? What are the things that feel resentful or dreadful, um, it, where in your mind they shouldn't be right. I think that's the biggest thing. Like certain things might always feel dreadful, like taking out the trash or doing the dishes. But when we're talking about things that you're burnt out from, it's more of like something that used to feel good that doesn't anymore. Um, I think a very common thing we see with work where it's like the burnout is, you know, where it's just feeling like you maybe are procrastinating, starting things and feeling like you just, 
aren't feeling fulfilled from it anymore. So it's, um, I would say like maybe the bigger indicator for burnout is not specifically like the feeling from it, but the shift in a, a feeling changing from how you once felt about the situation to how you're feeling now. Um, and then where do we start, right? Like that was the second part of the question. And I think, I think that there's an innate like desire or urge to just start and do like a quick 180 of like, okay, I'm going to go and just like completely quit this project or I need to go find a new job or I need to like, like it's something drastic that happens. And I think that a lot of times, sure, that might change the situation and you might not feel burned out, but that's because you're not in the situation anymore. It doesn't necessarily prevent that from happening again when you're in that new job or when you're in that new class or something. And so I think the harder work, but the more effective and long-term work is really starting with like something small, like a small step of like, you know, um, if you're feeling burnt out from, let's say just from like your job in general, really evaluating like, okay, like where, how many hours am I working? Like, when am I working these hours? And just starting with something small like that of like, is that where a boundary can be set? Can we set a boundary of like, you know, limiting your work hours or limiting when you're checking your email or limiting when you're, you know, um, answering calls. And I know both you and I are entrepreneurs and that can be a really hard thing of like, Oh, someone's calling like that could be business. But at the same time, that's even more where it's important to know what your boundaries are of, um, of your time and of your space. And so I think the, the bigger takeaway with where to start is just starting with something really small and something that maybe even seems like inconsequential, but that's what will help to reinforce that that boundary works and then to build up to bigger things after that. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I definitely want to come back to um, the idea of like setting boundaries as entrepreneurs, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I feel like uh, when people talk about burnout, there's this idea of like, oh, we'll just go on a vacation and come back refreshed or something like that. And so I think, um, have you seen that by setting boundaries, because I mean, the vacation thing doesn't really work at a certain point when you're too burned <laughs> out. So do you yeah. see by setting boundaries, it helps people actually come back from burnout without that break or something, I guess? Yeah, I think it can. I think it can, but in a different way, right? Like when you come back from a vacation, you feel refreshed and you're like ready to go, but then you get right back into the same cycle. But you do get a period of like a week or two where you feel like, oh, wow, like I really see how much that work was really weighing on me when I take away that factor and see how better, how much better I feel when I don't have work. And you're not going to see that with boundaries. And I think that's what makes boundaries so hard is that there isn't a, a like aha moment of like, oh my gosh, this is, this makes my life so different. Um, and so it's a good reminder that the changes we see from boundaries are really like, are more slow and like cumulative over time and that it's most likely not going to be just one thing. It's going to be the combined effect of different boundaries that you set. And so, and it, I do think that it's, if we're looking in like a window of like, I mean, I don't want to put a time limit on it because it's different for everybody. But I think if we're looking in like, let's say a window of like two months, if you're setting those boundaries, you will start to feel and feel better and start to really have that perspective on how much 
work or whatever it is that we're talking about really was impacting you versus in the vacation approach, you see that in a week, but at the same time with, if we're looking at the same two month period, you're going to feel burnt out again within those two months at the end of it versus the boundaries. It's much more of a slow buildup, but at the end result is feeling a little bit better. So, um, but yeah, that brings up a really good point of like, you know, I, I do think there is benefit to vacation and taking a break. And like, that can sometimes be the, like, um, I guess the like shift where people realize they need to set boundaries, but I don't think that that's enough to re-energize you in the ways that boundaries do. That makes sense. The boundaries are kind of keeping you able to keep going and you feel more fulfilled like over time. Exactly. Exactly. The vacation is only within that two week or however long your vacation is window. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So examples, what are some examples of like actual boundaries that people set, um, especially considering like there's emotional boundaries and then physical boundaries and kind of identifying what you might be feeling that that leads to either one of those boundaries and what those could look like. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if we're thinking about like, um, I guess like emotional boundaries, those are things that are more either within yourself or within relationships. And so for yourself, it might be saying no to something, right? It's like, if you, I know probably a lot of people that listen to this are similar to myself where we overcommit and we sign up for too many things and, and then you just feel drained by the end of it. And so it's something where saying no can be a really powerful emotional and internal boundary that you can, um, that you can set. Um, even just being a, like from, for some of the like emotional boundaries, it's even just being aware of what you're feeling, right? Like, I think we live in such a busy world that it's like, go, go, go. And then it's in hindsight that you're reflecting on what you feel. And so trying to bring in, to be more present with like, how am I feeling in this moment, um, allows you to then nourish that need of that feeling in the moment. Um, other, like in going off of that, I think the boundaries within let's say an emotional boundary is then recognizing, okay, if I can, if I'm feeling this way, how can I maybe reframe my thought to think differently about this feeling? Or um, how can I be intentional with what my next step is to honor what this feeling needs? So a lot of it is, I guess, being more aware of what you're feeling and being more intentional, but those are boundaries because it's something, it's a limit that you're setting for yourself of like, okay, when I'm feeling this way, this is an actionable thing that I can do rather than again, just like moving through life and seeing the emotions later. Um, In terms of like physical and interpersonal boundaries, I guess that's more of this, the saying no, even though I said that before, but that's like where you're setting your limits with other people of what you will and won't tolerate. And a lot of that comes down to communication. So for like work, for example, you know, someone calls you Friday at 4 p.m. and it's like, I need you to get this done by the end of the day. And you're like, supposed to catch a train at five. Um, that's where a, phys- a, a you know, a, a workplace boundary could be helpful. Like, look, like I really want to help you and support you. And like, I can do this on Monday when I get back. Um, and that's hard to do because you want to be a people pleaser or maybe you don't want to, but you're so used to that role and so used to helping others. And it doesn't mean you're not helping them, but it means that you're respecting your time. Um, so I think it's figuring out for yourself, like, what are those 
instances where having that time limit of like, okay, maybe like of saying, okay, I take my lunch every day from 12 to one, that is my time um, during the day and don't, you know, blocking it out on the calendar. Those are examples of boundaries at work that may not even seem like a boundary. It's more, it might just seem like, oh, I'm honoring my schedule, but for a reason, like there's an intention behind it. Um, and then I think like, if we're thinking of more like interpersonal, like outside of work boundaries, I think a lot of it is when you're recognizing that, like, let's say with somebody, um, you might start feeling resentful of like, oh, this person is always asking me to help with this, or this person is always like, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but like feeling like they're asking questions that just feel like you're uncomfortable answering. And that's where it's a boundary of saying like, look, like I understand that you're interested in knowing this and I, I happy to talk about it at a different time, but right now it's not a good time to talk about it. Um, and it doesn't, that's the thing where it's like when you're talking with other people and setting the boundaries, it, that's where it goes back to like the word boundary being <laughs> sounding like harsh, but when you're actually implementing them, um, it doesn't have to sound harsh. It just has to sound like, okay, this is something that we need to put a pause on right now. Um, and so I think like, I see that a lot with say, like, whether it's food or drinking of like, oh, well, why aren't you eating this? Or why aren't you, know, aren't you gonna have another drink? And I think those are a lot of social interactions where maybe you don't even recognize a boundary could be helpful, but that's where just even vocalizing of like, you know, like I'm choosing what's on my plate right now. Um, but I appreciate your concern and I'll help myself to more if I want more or something like that. And so <laughs> I feel like I could go on and on, but it's, it really shows that like a boundary can be anything and be put in any place. It's more so reflecting on like what, where you're specifically feeling triggered in those moments and using that as a clue for how to, or where to put that boundary. Hmm. Yeah, that's all so helpful. And I definitely, like I was thinking about what you were talking about with friendship. And I think thinking about like the boundaries can be so helpful because um, I don't know if like you've had the experience of a friend who like calls you and you don't want to pick up because you're like, oh, I can't, I'm like feeling drained. Yeah. I can't deal with that. Yeah. And it's not recognizing that it's not necessarily an interest, like an issue with the friendship, but it's an issue with like the boundaries that you have set with the friendship. Exactly. Yeah. That's really yeah. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean that you don't care about that friend or it doesn't mean that you don't like that friend. You do. And they could be your best friend in the world, but it's about, honoring what your need is in that moment. And it's okay to not pick up that phone and to say, Hey, can we talk at another time? Um, and I think that like, that's something from like personally for myself, the texting that I really taken to heart is that, um, like I was feeling really drained from group text and from even just answering texts. And so it's something where I still will answer a text, but it's going to be when I feel like I have the energy to think about it. And, um, and, you know, and understanding it doesn't mean I don't like the person. It doesn't mean I'm not going to respond. It just means that I, you know, am focusing on what I'm finishing now and then can get to that when it feels like I have the energy for it. Do you find, like, if I do that, sometimes I find myself apologizing, like, I'm so sorry it took me two days to get back to you. Yeah. Like, I really do care. How do you kind of navigate that? Yeah, that's a good point. I think, right. I think there's a part of you where, or part of us where it's like, feeling the need to apologize, you know, 
And speaking about boundaries, that's one of the like, quote unquote, rules of like, you don't need to apologize for setting a boundary, you don't need to apologize for saying no, it's, you know, you can explain like, you know, oh, the past few days have been really busy, I wanted to, you know, make sure I have the time and attention to answer this in a thoughtful way. That's usually my approach. But obviously, as you know, an empathetic person, I usually end up saying I'm so sorry for this. But that is something where it's like in teaching about boundaries, it's, you know, instilling that you you don't need to say sorry in those moments. um, As long as you're showing, you know, that they're, you know, maybe explaining what what that reason was. But again, for boundaries, you don't necessarily even need to explain because it's what you need. um, And listening to what your needs are. So but yeah, in those moments, I find that I do end up apologizing or saying, um, you know, explaining why, but that's okay. And I think that's also what helps preserve the relationship where people then will say, oh, wow, like, like I'm thinking of something where it's like, I've actually, when I've done that, I actually hear from my friends, like, I'm, I respect that so much. Like, I'm so glad that you took that time to to answer me in a thoughtful way rather than just like quickly answering it or it's been a good role model for them where they've been like you know what like I need to start doing that to like be not feel so all over the place with like answering texts or emails or whatnot um so I think even though we think it might come off as you know rude or it might come off as we're not caring I think when expressed in the right way for like our intention for it, it can actually be a teaching point for some of our friends of like, oh, wow, like it, it didn't impact that. It didn't impact the relationship in the way that we worried that it would. Yeah, that's so great. And I think it's definitely something that we, I guess, is a newer thing we've had to learn how to navigate (laughs) as humans, because we're just so constantly accessible. Like, I can get texts on like five different like social media platforms. Like how am I supposed to keep up with all of it? Exactly. And that's really where it came up for me of both with work and then even in my personal life. And now with my Instagram account is like, what boundaries do I need in order to, um, to feel like I can show up in the ways that I still honor and respect myself. And, and so part of like, you know, an example and, of something for work is like where it's like okay I have set boundaries that from Friday at noon until Sunday at noon I'm not looking at my work email mm-hmm. um and it's just something for me that's been really really helpful um as an entrepreneur it's not always and especially in the mental health field not always possible but 90% of the time it is and it's been a really helpful strategy yeah um let's actually talk about that for a second so um because one of the things that I've dealt with, I'm still learning how to manage it. Um, and any kind of gigging musician deals with is you're competing all the time for jobs. And so the second an email comes through, like if you respond, you know, in 30 minutes, instead of in two minutes, you could lose the job, like someone else could get it. So how do you sort of learn how, or even determine what those boundaries should be? If it's like, well, I need the work but I also can't feel like I'm on call all the time or like have to be attached to my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you're so right. And that's hard to like, how do you balance building a brand and building your company at the same time as like listening to what your needs are and saying no to things. So I, I mean, one mindset that I've taken and it took a long time to get here, um, but is recognizing, okay, like that person that took somebody else in 30 seconds versus the 30 minutes it took me to respond 
the universe is saying that wouldn't have been a good fit for me. And, you know, just coming from a place of acceptance of like, you know, there will be something else coming into my inbox where I will respond and it will be the right fit. So it's, I think a lot of it for an entrepreneur comes into the mindset um, of, you know, how do you find the right clients and maybe the right client for you? If you need those boundaries as somebody that can wait 30 minutes for you to answer versus 30 seconds or that values that you took time to think about it rather than answering. And part of it, I think part of it, and it might be a little bit different for the work, you know, in terms of like booking gigs and stuff than it is with my clients. But part of it for me has been setting really, really clear expectations. Um, And that might be something that comes more, more applicable in, in your line of work, like after you've signed, you know, signed a contract with a, with a musician, but is setting a clear expectation of what they can expect in working with you. And like, but even with what you're talking about with like in um, an initial contact, um, I've even done that. If you email me, I have an auto away message that literally states my boundaries of like, I will not answer emails at this time. If you have questions, please contact me in this way and really sets those expectations from the beginning. Um, and I think that's really been helpful at having others that I work with respect my boundaries, but also, um, to not let it impact my business. Because if, if somebody emails me to collaborate on a weekend and they see, oh, Kim answers her emails, you know, Monday morning, then they already know that and doesn't have to take further explanation. Yeah. I, when I sent you the Zoom link, I got that message. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> I think it can be applied. I mean, I do it partly because of working with, you know, clients with mental health concerns and in case there's an emergency, but I do think it can be applied in so many different settings of really just saying, you know, I'll get, I, I care about you. So I'm going to take the time to read your email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Like, I look forward to talking with you. Even something as easy as like that, I think can be applied to so many different fields. Yeah. That's so good. Um, and something you had mentioned earlier um, was this idea of kind of checking in with yourself mm-hmm. and being able to hear what you need just mm-hmm. within your own body. Um, and I feel like that kind of ties into self-care and self-care is something that people talk a lot about now, yeah. um, but they don't always realize that self-care like can also be boundaries or like mm-hmm. taking I don't know, like a self-care thing that I like doing and um, I see show up a lot is like taking time away from your phone Um, and that like that's a boundary as well. Yeah. 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 And I think that you speak to like such a good point that like taking care of yourself in the same way that boundaries get a little bit misconstrued of like that they're harsh or mean, which they are not, we've debunked that, but is the same thing for self-care is that self-care, I think there's a misconception that it has to be something elaborate or something luxurious or complex. And like the end of the day, boundaries are a form of self-care. Self-care is really the idea of like, what is it that um, helps you to, again, maintain your energy and um, I guess like show up for yourself day to day. And that's where it's like, sure, again, a vacation, a spa, a weekend away, those things will help, but that's going to help in that moment and really self-care day to day or like, what are the things that are part of your routine that can help you to do what you need to do and 
feel the and check in with what you're feeling during the day um, every day. And that's where boundaries can play a really big part of it. So I, I agree. I think they go very hand in hand and it's a lot of it comes back to what your mindset is about these things. And that's, that's reminds me of something where it's like, a lot of things with self-care and with boundaries are things that you're already doing. Like you probably, you probably already have a lot of boundaries in place that you're not even aware of. And you probably already are taking care of yourself in ways that you're not on, like maybe intentional about, but in hindsight, you can actually see, oh, this is, I always feel good after I've spent five minutes journaling in the morning. Well, that's your self-care. And that's a boundary as well around work where it's like, I'm going to spend these five minutes self, you know, journaling before I do work. And so I think so much, maybe my, now that I'm realizing this, one of my bigger takeaways in all of our conversation is the importance of just what your mindset is and what your intention is about mm. what you're doing when setting boundaries or taking care of yourself. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and we we did talk about this a little bit, but uh, I think it can be so easy feeling selfish when you're putting boundaries in place, especially if it's a newer concept for you. And how do you stop that kind of self-talk of like, I need this. Oh, I'm being a terrible friend or, oh, this is too much. I'm asking too much of this person. Yeah. I think putting it back on yourself of, of recognizing like, well, I think first exploring, like, why does, where does that voice come from? Right? Like, what is, why does it feel selfish? Was that something that you were told or was that something that is in result of, you know, of, I guess your own projection on what it means for the friendship. So I think really understanding like where that idea of it being selfish comes from. But then I think, again, it's a mindset shift of recognizing like, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say that certain things aren't selfish when you're taking care of yourself, but it's, if you're doing something that is allowing you to be the best version of yourself, when you then go interact with your friends, I think that's where we can shift away that it's not selfish to be doing that thing it's allowing you to be fully present when you're with your friends it's allowing you to be very engaged with them and connected with them versus if you hadn't done that it you might be resenting them for the time that you have and I'm just thinking of like an example of like we were talking before the show of like okay I went for a run this morning um you know and that's something where I think knowing that I had a lot of other stuff to do and my dog to walk and stuff like that, like in a way it's like, okay, that could be viewed as selfish, but by doing that, it allowed me to really engage and be mentally in the right space to connect and to be present for all that I needed to today. And so for me, that's been what the mindset shift is, is like, what is the result of the self-care or the boundary that I'm doing? And if it's me feeling better, if it's me feeling more like myself, then that doesn't fall into selfishness in my perspective. But I think that is where reworking that definition and word for yourself is important. And it's going to be different for everybody. Um, I love that. And it's reminding me a little bit of um, this book that I'm reading. The woman was talking about, um, she had a friend who had cancer and she was having such a hard time. Like anytime she would go out with any friends or do anything that wasn't like there with her friend supporting her friend, she would feel guilty about it because she knew that her friend couldn't do that. But it, but then realizing that if she 
took that time for herself, then she was actually better able to help her friend and support her friend as she was like going through her treatments. And it's just kind of like reminding me of that. Yeah. And I think that's spot on as a caregiver, as a parent, as a friend that sure you as a parent, I'm sure you're pulled in directions of like needing, wanting to be there all the time for your kids and doing things. But, you know, if you're doing things that energize you, then the actual time spent with your kids or the actual time spent as a caregiver with the person you're caring for is going to be that much more valuable because you've been able to feel nourished within yourself. Um, but it takes practice, I think. And I think it takes like getting used to and almost like, I don't know, I remember the first few times that I said no to somebody when maybe my reason was like, I just needed a night to veg on the couch or like, I, I remember the first few times just like feeling really guilty about it. But then I felt so much better and was able to connect with them, you know, at another time and really felt that it doesn't interfere with the relationships and that it's better than me showing up and not feeling and and just feeling so drained in that moment, then it's like, okay, that's not as valuable time as when I'm able to energize myself. Yeah. It's that idea that like, we don't need a reason to not want or like decide to do something. Like I, you know, I look at my calendar and I'm like, these are all the times that I'm free. So I'm free. That means that I am available to do that with you where it's not, not (laughs) necessarily true. Yeah. And one thing that's really helped me personally, the last couple of years, like in talking about calendars is I schedule my self-care time in, but I block it out as if it were the same as like a client that I'm working with. And so like, you know, Mondays from three o'clock on, I don't see clients that, you know, sure. That's time that I could be working with somebody and money that I'm losing. But for me, it's really valuable to have that on a Monday. And so by blocking, literally blocking on my calendar and I, I write what I'm going to be doing during that time. It helps me to hold me accountable to still like, giving myself the self-care and to not schedule a patient because I learned when I just kept that open, like when I said, okay, I'm going to stop working at this time on these days. If I didn't have that blocked into my calendar for self-care, I would end up booking patients during that time, or I'd end up signing up to go do something um, that wasn't nourishing or energizing. So that's actually been one helpful strategy that might others might um, be able to apply is like, it's okay to schedule that in and to be more specific about it. Cause that's something where it then um, I guess gives you that permission to do it if it's already there. That's such a good idea. Yeah. And you were saying like, you know, you might be losing work or something by like scheduling out that time. But then also if you're taking care of yourself, then you're coming back as like, you know, a better able to assist your clients. And then that's going to bring a better reward in work anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And that goes back to like what we were talking about before with like entrepreneurship. And if you're not the first person to answer, if you lose out on that gig, um, I think it's something to keep in mind that like, at a certain point in your company, you will, you will like have to say no to, you know, to clients and people that want to work with you. And I remember when I first started, I was like, so coming from a place of uh, scarcity of like, oh, I need to book everybody that's reaching out to me and I can't say no. And I don't want to disappoint this person. And especially like when I get referrals from sources that I, you know, have a good collaborative relationship with, it's like, I don't want to let them down. 
I realized, and this is something where it's like, I, I just said this to my husband a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I realized that when I book clients on Fridays, which are usually my like me day and my creative day and fun day, that when I've booked clients, no matter who it is, no matter what it is I'm doing with them, I am resentful of that time because it's something where that time on Friday is something I really enjoy and look forward to. And so as much as like, sure, you can see it as lost lost money and having to turn clients away. I also feel like by doing it, that when I'm actually there with my clients during the times that I'm set for myself, I'm so much more present. I'm engaged. I'm more connected. And it's that much deeper of a relationship. And I think that goes a lot longer than if you're, you know, overbooked, overscheduled, exhausted, and, like thinking back to a job I had before private practice where that was the case. And I just, you, you, you got burnt out. That's really what burnout is. Um, so in entrepreneurship, I think that's where it becomes the mindset shift of like saying, saying as, as cliche as this is saying no to somebody else is saying yes to yourself, but that's that much more important when you're working for yourself. Hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Um, when you were saying, about how you block off that time. I was thinking about like if if someone's first starting out trying to put boundaries in place, um, are is there things that you recommend for making the boundaries feel real and sticking to them, like writing all of them down or like, I don't know, like putting them somewhere so you can like be reminded like, oh yes, I'm supposed to not do that or say yeah. no to that. <laughs> Well, I'm a big fan of sticky notes. If you look in my office or desk, there's sticky notes everywhere for exactly what you're saying of like little mantras or little reminders. So I think that that really helps. I think going back to like starting with something small. So like starting with something that feels achievable and feels like it is possible is really important because then that allows you to build on it and then create maybe harder boundaries. Um, I think like having like finding ways to remind yourself to have grace with yourself that like boundaries are really, really hard, especially when you're setting them with other people or at work, because that then compromises how you're feeling about that relationship or how others are viewing you and to have grace with yourself and remember it takes time. It takes practice. It's not going to feel good. I think that's a good reminder. It's not going to feel good in the moment of setting it, but it's going to feel so much better in the, in the long run. Um, so just really finding, maybe having it go back to self-compassion being maybe one of the bigger driving forces during the process, um, making it achievable. And I think making it unique to you, right? Like if you're setting a boundary that doesn't need to be set, it's not going to feel, it's not going to be something that you can maintain. Um, and so that's where it comes back to like checking in with yourself on what, where am I feeling resentful? Where am I feeling drained? And then flipping the questions, right? What excites me? What passion, what, what makes me feel passionate? What's energizing to me? And that can be maybe what you write on a sticky note to then incorporate more into your day, right? Like I feel energized when I'm talking with others, when I'm reading books, when I'm walking outside, how can I factor those parts more into my day than what I'm currently doing? Yeah. Do you think, um, so like you mentioned, um, like if you have a boundary that's not realistic, it's not really going to be easy to stick to. How do you know if you're just having a hard time like respecting the boundary that you've set or you actually set a boundary that like might not really be that realistic? That's a good question. I think part of it's trial and error. So I think part of it is like, 
um like i'm trying to think of myself where it's like um i i guess like trying to set something that like part of my morning routine right like there's been times where i'm like okay like i really want to journal in the morning for five minutes i learned it was not realistic um because i it wasn't something that I was able to maintain. Right. And so I think part of it is giving yourself time and saying like, okay, I'm going to try it for a week or two weeks or however long you want to try it, but trying it more than a couple of days. Um, and then having grace with yourself and saying, okay, this isn't working. Is there a different way that I can incorporate this in, um, and finding something that works. So for me, I ended up finding, okay, well, if I have an app that prompts me with this journal question, then that actually helps better than me just doing it myself. Um, so I think coming up with like being a little bit flexible with yourself and being like creative along the way um, and going back to having grace with yourself during the process. But I think that the core, it's going back to like, does this feel energizing after I do this? Right. And if it's not feeling energizing and sure, maybe you've had a bad day, but again, if you've given yourself like a week or two weeks to try it and it's not feeling energizing, then that's not the right boundary for yourself to set set yeah that's that seems like a very clear clear yeah. way to tell it yeah I like that um uh yeah so when you were talking about referrals and um yeah like the feeling that pressure to like take on a client um because of the relationship that you have with the person referring them um how do you sort of navigate um whether it's work relationships or you're just regular relationships like are there ways that you can build them that build healthy boundaries into it rather than kind of reaching that point where you're like oh no and then you're trying to set the boundary yeah that's a good question um I feel like it's something I maybe haven't intentionally ever done or thought of but I think in seeing what's worked for me it's going back to like expectations and setting limits for myself so in thinking about let's say referrals from a certain person or a certain source and thinking about, okay, how can I still maintain this relationship, but <clears throat> honor my time. So maybe saying, okay, I'll take X amount of referrals from this source. Um, and then after a certain point, they're on a, you know, those referrals are on a wait list where I can still get to them at some point, but you know, I am honoring that I still have need my own time or have space for other referrals. So I think almost in that same way of like what we were talking about earlier with like texting, it's kind of the same way with getting referrals of being able to give a little bit, but then also put pause on it and, and being clear and communicating it and setting an expectation. Um, and the other thing is knowing that you, you can't, I heard this quote the other day, it was like, you can, you can do anything, but you can't be everything um, in the sense of, I think I'm saying it right. But in the sense of, you know, there's a need for us to want to help everybody that's coming in and all of that. And so what I've learned, and especially as my practice has gotten fuller is, you know, even if like at this point, even if my wait list is longer than I'd like, how can I still help these clients? And that's really what drove me to starting my Instagram page of like okay, wanting to be able to reach a, a larger audience than who I can work with individually. And then I've also developed a really good source of referrals where it's like, look, I can't be the person to work with you. I'm so sorry, but these are some really great providers that might be able to help you. So 
for me, that's what's helped me feel good about having to turn people away, but it's still never a good, never an easy feeling, but it's, it is something that you'll reach no matter what career you're in. Um, and it's important to have a way to navigate it that you feel good about. Yeah. Um, so you've talked about like for yourself, like not being tied to your email, having that time on the weekend and then actually blocking off of your self-care, um, or blocking off your self-care time. Are there any other like personal favorite boundaries that you set that just like make you look so much better? <laughs> I feel like I have too many at this point, but in a, in a good way. But I think, um, I think knowing that like I come first in a way, again, not being selfish, but in a way of like knowing that when my needs are met, I'm just more like myself and I show up, I communicate better in my relationships. I'm more present and reminding myself of that. So even just having little, like, like a picture of myself or like, for me, it's like a playlist of like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Um, like it, it brings me back to remind myself of those boundaries, I think. So, um, and the other thing that's been helpful is like knowing that the boundaries aren't going to always be the same, right? So like the boundaries that you need at a certain point of your day or a certain part of your week or your career aren't going to be the same the next day. And so I like to say like, create like a ro a Rolodex for yourself almost, or an index for yourself of like, when I'm feeling this way, this is what self-care or what boundaries are needed. And so that when, and maybe not as direct as that, but for myself, I know, okay, if I'm feeling drained, these five things really, really help me. And I'm going to reflect back on those, but on days I feel energized, I'm not going to need those same boundaries set. And I have then shifting to the boundaries that help me when I'm feeling energized to maintain that energy. Um, and so I think whether it's writing it down on sticky notes, um, doing a voice memo, get, creating some form of like a visual collage, having a playlist, those are things that can help ground you to remembering types of things that are helpful in those moments. I love that. That's such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the flexibility within it. Yeah, but then also reminding yourself of it because to what we were talking about earlier, when you're burnt out, it's really hard to know where to start and it's really hard to know like what's going to help you. And so I say in like a preventative way, have that stuff written out so that it's easily accessible when you're in that mindset where you really need it, but can't have the same creativity to think of it. Totally. Yeah. Well, this is so great. <laughs> is there anything else along these kinds of uh, subject line that you want to share with anyone? Um, I think it's just, I think it's such an important topic in like all aspects of life and really just reminding yourself to like be patient, be kind, be gentle with yourself along the way. Um, I, I want to go back to what we said at the very beginning of like coming up with a word that feels good for you, like boundaries, to your point, I don't use that when I'm thinking of these things. I'm thinking of like, okay, that was a really draining experience. What's something that helps me to restore my energy or maintain energy in that if I were in it again? And I think allowing, like finding what mindset helps you to think in that term. Um, and to, I don't know, to, to have a beginner's mindset of trial and error and knowing it's not going to be perfect the first time or the 10th time, but of something of a learning experience, but reflecting of saying like, oh, like this is something that's really helped me. Let's incorporate that into my day a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. 
And if people want to connect with you, like your Instagram page is great. You have so many good ideas and tips on there. Um, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me. My Instagram handle is my name, which is K-I-M-M-E-E-H-A-N underscore N-N-P, just one N. Um, and you can go to my website, KimberlyMeehanNP.com, and you can find my Instagram on there. I have a newsletter that comes out once a week with tips for self-care and boundaries, and it goes a lot more in detail um, on strategies, but also on my own experiences for like leading to what's important, why these are important to me. Um, and yeah, I'd love to love to connect with you more. Yeah, that sounds like a great resource. I think I'm going to sign up for that yeah. newsletter. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kim. This was absolutely wonderful. And everything that you shared is just so helpful. Thank you so much, Ronwin. This has been great. Thanks for having me. All right, my friends, there you have it. I don't have much to say. I think the episode speaks for itself. And let me know if you implement some of the things that she suggests. If you want to get in touch with Kim, all of her info is down in the show notes. I'm sure she would love to chat with you. And obviously, she has so much to share and so much that she can help probably everyone who has listened to this, including myself, with. Um, She's just a beautiful person with so much to offer. Feel free to reach out to her and... In the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right, so time for the self-care tip. This week's self-care tip is to do something kind for someone else this week. A lot of studies have shown that if you're feeling depressed or overwhelmed, doing something for someone else can help alleviate that. I think just because it gets us out of our own brain and it gets us connecting with someone and it can just help us have a little bit of perspective. I think that's all I have for today. I'm so thankful for you all and so happy that we can be in this community learning together. Have a beautiful week, my friends. You are magic. Live in love. Thank you.